gotta say you know before we even get into any of this man i just gotta say man to you you jay Me. kudos to you man you are look I, I, for all our listeners who've been with us for a while you know you can definitely see it for some of you just joining us you should go back through the catalog and then come back and see how far we're going i'm telling you man the last four episodes no the episode the last two episodes in particular you know not counting the point fives um, episode four and five, man, you did a hell of a job on the editing, man. I'm just blown away by some of the stuff you've been doing, man. I'm learning as I go, so. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it, I'm saying, you, you've learned pretty quick, too, man. I mean, I, let me tell you something else, people. You know, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, we didn't, we never really defined the duties around here. We just kind of done whatever in our J. I think it's kind of taking up the uh, editing mantle. Um, I've actually done a couple episodes myself. That's just uh, 2.5 and 4.5. But everything else you've done, everything else you heard, that's been him, you know. And it's badass. Like I said, that that Sesame Street episode, man. I had a lot of fun doing that, and that's the way it came out. After all your uh, after all your magic on him, uh, five and 5.5, man. Just it's, it's it's badass. So props to you on that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying. Like I said, we're learning as we go here. That death case. Yes, sir. Uh, we're almost to ten episodes, so that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. I don't count the point fives either. Th- those are just to to keep you interested until the full episodes are back. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny about that with the point fives is that I don't know who I don't know which pod. I think it might have been How Did This Get Made, which is uh. A movie podcast that uh, both of us listen to uh, for those who don't know um, I think that's the first one I saw that does it you know bi-weekly and then has and then had the you know the mini-sodes in between mm-hmm. but it seems like a lot of people are adopting that format now um, you know I noticed uh, Retronauts which just came back uh, last month sometime last month just uh, all you guys oh, out yeah. there yeah um, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about them. You can check them out though. They are um, alumni from the uh, One Up, you know, which is no longer in existence. But uh, I bring that up just because they were one of my first podcasts I listened to. And I loved and you know, actually somewhat, somewhat inspirational in uh, the creation of Death Cakes in a way. But um, yeah, they just came back and you know, I noticed they've, they've done the same thing. They're bi-weekly and they've got. They've got uh, <laughs> many episodes in between. They call it Retro Nauts Pocket, you know? So, right. Uh, cool. <laughs> maybe they learn from us. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's learning from us yet. I'm going to say they did. <laughs> <laughs> we still need a network. Uh, yeah. So if anyone's listening, 
we're available. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, why are we here this time, though? We are here to celebrate our friends from across the pond. Yep. Um, we we usually focus on more retro 80s and 90s stuff, but uh, every now and then we'll go into, we'll call it Other, where it's, uh, you heard, heard it on our episode 3.75, where it's more current stuff, but it's yeah. still stuff that we're into and we'll think that, that uh, you'll probably enjoy too. Yeah, you know, I, um, <laughs> I, I just, it, it, we're, we're, go, we're going in the other category with this, but um, I still think that it's germane. I think it's still, um, kind of follows our format to a to a point because i mean uh you know just 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 stuff from from uh from england you know in the uk uh programming and music and stuff like that that's been around or at least it's been somewhat present in my life for you know definitely um in the 90s which uh i'll talk about in a little bit and um even in the 80s too as a kid even, even whether i was aware of it or not yeah yeah i'll, I'll definitely say that a lot of those British shows that I did watch as a kid or as a teenager, like, well, we'll get in, into it, but uh, a lot of the, those shows did sort of shape my humor, my sense of humor and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's an influence even now, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, where do you want to start? Well, I can start right now. I can talk... Um, if you guys, again, some of you folks, if you're just joining us or some of you who just haven't heard, you know, you should definitely go back and listen to some of our past episodes. So I'm going to reference a lot of stuff that I talked about before because uh, I'm going all the way back to episode one when I talked about uh, the early days of Nickelodeon. Yeah. You know, um, because a lot of this, a lot of Nickelodeon programming came over from Canada and um, also from from the UK. Um, during that pinwheel, the pinwheel show, which is uh, kind of predates Nick Jr. there, and I brought these up all, both on uh, episode one. There's a cartoon short called Bod, which is uh, based on right, a series of books. Right. Yeah, it's based on a series of books um, adapted into a television uh, cartoon, and then also uh, Paddington. Oh yeah, I was just looking at that, doing some uh, show research. I was. Watching a couple episodes of those. Oh man, I love that shit too. And that's the that was that was back in the days um, when they had that, that's the Paddington I like, and I really um I mean I know that I think in the nineties they made an animated series of it, which uh, that kind of sucked. But um, now there's one with the stop motion animation with the little stuff there and the and the cardboard cutout type of uh almost like paper dolls. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, that was cool, and I remember seeing that a lot of that on Nickelodeon and um I mentioned before you know my papa when I'd be over there in um you know in the summer I'd be mm-hmm. over there in the mornings and he'd be uh you know he could be reading the newspaper in the other room drinking coffee or whatever or sometimes he liked to work outside in the in the yard you know they had a big yard and, and he had a garden you know but he always wanted me to call him in when Paddington comes on and he watched that with me you know and just <laughs> chill over there on the other you know in the armchair and watch that, and then after that was off, he go back and uh, go back to what he was doing. But um, yeah, that show was from England, and I mean, as a kid, I don't think I really knew that or understood because they, I mean, they talked in a different accent. 
and they used words that I didn't really understand. You know, like they, you know, the like like uh like the elevator. They call that the lift. You know, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, but in my kid brain, I always associated that 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 accent or that talking with um. I kind of confused it with the old movies. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. like, like those those movies, like those old black and white movies in American. Yeah. But they, I don't know. I I don't really understand. I don't know if people in America talk like that back then, or if it was just the way they were acting. You know, because acting back then, you know, is very much acting. You know, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying very uh, <laughs> over dramatized, overcompensated, and they talk. You know what I'm saying? They they talked. Like with this accent, with these accents, it didn't really sound like the way anybody talked, you know. Mm-mm. There was anybody I knew, and so um, it sounds almost foreign, you know. I didn't think it was, but I, I. So when I was hearing that in these cartoons, I just assumed that okay, this is an old cartoon, or one of those people from those movies must be talking, you know, doing the voices of these cartoons because you know that's how they say. It. I didn't, I didn't know until I got a little bit older that okay, no, these people are from, uh, you know, they're from Great Britain and that's how they talk over there and that the language, it's English, but, you know, not English as you know it, you know, different uh, slang and different words mean different things, you know, so, right. uh, yeah, that was, that was very early on um, for me, I don't know, what, did you remember anything from back then? Um, my earliest my earliest memories of any kind of exposure to British shows would have to have to be PBS because we didn't really have Nickelodeon or stuff when when I, I was young. Right, same here. I watched so, those at my you know my cousins or my, my grandparents' house. Yeah, so I I would get exposed to PBS. Um, like late at night, they would show uh, Monty Python. Um, <laughs> And all, all those uh, Monty Python-esque shows like uh, uh, Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers. Uh, which was with John Cleese. Uh, what was the other one that I watched when I was sort of preteen? Um, uh, Mr. Bean, of course. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, I, I mean, he didn't speak, but everyone around him spoke. It was a British show, you know. But yeah, it, it was just stuff like that that, like I said, sort sort of influenced my sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and the way, way I sort of laughed at things. That that would be my earliest exposure. Okay. But I didn't really seek it out. You know, I just watched it because that's what was on TV, and you know. But that that was my real early exposure to. British TV. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because you know, British. Well, you know, I, I'll get into some of that a little later too. Because I still, got, I think I still got a little bit more uh, left in the eighties <laughs> to get to. But um, <laughs> yeah, British humor. You know, uh, I've noticed. Well, it's not something that every American quite understands. You know, because it can be very dry or just you know just very, just offbeat and, and quirky in such a way that they just don't get it. You know, but uh, you know, a lot of ways. I mean, it's just as or if not more, you know, funny to me than some of the stuff that's out right now, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but, um, so I guess I'm still, I guess uh, I'm going to bring up Nickelodeon 
again because uh, again a lot of the stuff they were bringing over was coming from uh, coming from the UK and uh, one of those cartoons was uh, Danger Mouse. Oh yeah, Danger Mouse. Yeah. Uh, again, which we mentioned in episode one, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that, that was a British cartoon that came over. Yep. And it's actually, uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's actually on Hulu Plus. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. They've, they've got full episodes there. If you want to check I'm sure you, you can probably pull up like one episode or two episodes on, on regular Hulu if you don't have a membership. Ah, but, okay. Uh, yeah, it's there. I I actually watched a couple with with the kids not too long ago. Oh yeah, where <laughs> what they think? Yeah, uh, they were bored. Ah, they were. Bored. I'm gonna have to get Hulu back. You know, yeah. one to see for myself, and two to see if uh if I can try that with mine. Yeah, um, it you know, it has a lot of British humor and a lot of you know British. Uh, turn of phrase and stuff like right. that, so they, you know, they weren't really interested. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's dated animation. You know? It is, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. Um, another one of those is, uh, well, okay, we gotta talk about the spinoff, you know, Count Duckula, which, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he was the villain, or he was a villain in Danger Mouse, but then um, in his own series, you know, he's the protagonist, you know, they got him, um, you know, they have like the vampire hunters who were out to, out, you know, who were out to kill him or whatever. And uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't. I remember seeing a lot of that. Now I don't have as fond of memories of Duckula as I do with Danger Mouse, but I did. I do remember watching a lot of the show and just and, and liking it. You know, badass theme song. Yeah, yeah. I I think I watched more Duckula than Danger Mouse, but he, I, I always thought Duckula was fine. Yeah, Duckula's good. Um, and then, okay, do you remember... Let me see if I can throw you for a loop here, man. Do you remember uh, Stingray? Stingray. It sounds familiar, but Okay. No. Um, if I tell you the next one, I think you'll remember Stingray. Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was another one. I think I want to say it were the same company. I can't imagine it not being. Um, but yeah, those actually... Those, those uh, for those who don't know, those are uh, Stingray. It was about um, it was about these, uh, these 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 guys on the submarine. They were kind of like covert ops or something, some something of of that nature. And then um, Thunderbirds was kind of the same thing, except they were uh, they were in space, you know, ships and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a family. Yeah, and they um, these were these weren't cartoons. These were marionettes, kind of like uh, Team America. You know, so um, yeah, that, that's where Team America got the uh, sort of idea. Right, right. Um, those were on. Now, see, uh, doing a little bit of a pre. I, I, I didn't prep a whole lot before the show, but I just kind of went through, just kind of seeing what I could find and seeing just kind of what were uh, some kids shows that were in the UK. And 
there or originated in the UK. And sure enough, those two are from there. But um, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember them talk. I, I want to. I'm not sure, man. Do you know? Do you remember a whole lot about those shows? Because I, I want to say they were dubbed over with American, um, you know, voice actors. Um, I know. Because I'm looking at it now, and, and I sort of remember when the Sci-Fi Channel first came out, and it, it was the Science Fiction Channel then. Yeah, not Sci-Fi. They had, yeah, <laughs> they had a whole uh, block of cartoons in the early '90s called Sci-Fi Cartoon Quest, and they showed Stingray, and uh, I think they showed. Stingray, and they showed another one. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Thunderbirds. It was another marionette show. Uh, Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet. Okay, I don't know that one. Yeah, I'm, that that one's also British, but I seem to remember they had British accents. At least some of them. Okay, maybe they did. So I don't think it, it was overdone. Okay, I, my memory's just fuzzy on it then, because. I do remember watching the show, but I just don't remember the accent, so I didn't know if it got dubbed or not. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think some some of them were dubbed, some of them weren't. Yeah, but that one, uh, that show's actually from the '60s or the, or the '70s, but they were rerunning it. He said that was on the Sci-Fi Channel. See, I don't, I know we didn't have cable, so I don't know where I was seeing this at or what station might have been rerunning it. But I do remember seeing probably Channel Ten. Yeah, it might have been, might have been. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then, uh, there was also in the, uh, I guess right around 1990 or 91, that's when they came out with, uh, Rupert on Nickelodeon, which is a cartoon about a, you know, about a little bear named Rupert, which, uh, if you guys watch Family Guy, you, there you go. That's where the, uh, the in-joke comes from. But, uh, other than that, I mean, that does it for, like, the 80s and early 90s, uh, or excuse me, uh, just like kind of the turn of the decade right there um but uh there's one there's one I want to bring up and that's uh I, I want to say this is 92 on Nickelodeon and that okay. do you remember the Tomorrow People yes Yo, that is a badass theme song. I love that music. Yeah. I love that music, man. You actually, when I was <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to, you know, we used to uh, we used to play like we, we me and my my sister and my cousins, um, and even some friends on our block. You know, when we were away from family, whatever, we had this. We had, we had a what we would call it a spy club, where we were supposed to be like detectives and spies or whatnot. And in my head, that's what saw that was always playing. <laughs> we doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And then they redid it in the mid '90s. They redid it. You know, they they made a new one with new new uh, characters, new theme song mm-hmm. and stuff. But it was still the same basic presence or premise. 
Yeah. And now, unfortunately, the CW is remade again. It's supposed to come out this you fall, know, but it's completely, completely different. I doesn't look anything like like the Tomorrow People of uh, of yesteryear. Uh, you know, and I would give it a chance, except it's on the fucking CW, and I just, you know, I just, just, there's nothing on that network for me. You know, other than everybody know. hates Chris, I don't think I've watched any, liked anything on that channel. People tried to get me into Supernatural, this... I didn't like that either. Yeah, I went in that. I this is all off topic, but Arrow, I, I like Arrow. I haven't seen, okay. the Green Arrow I show. I haven't seen Arrow. I, I like that. Again, you know, maybe if it wasn't on that channel, maybe I would have tried it out. But I, just, <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. But uh, no, we're getting way off topic there, man. Um, yeah, let's get back yeah. on topic. Yeah, but the tomorrow people. Now that was uh. Now remember, I think I saw like the first couple episodes of it and it didn't really hook me but then somehow because I remember it came on Sundays on Nickelodeon like Sunday afternoons and then for some reason like I ended up watching it and just really got into got into it just like it, it just seemed pretty awesome you know uh, yeah and it, kids if you don't know the tomorrow people it's about a group of kids who are part of their X-Men basically yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, these kids who have grown these sort of mutant powers and they they can read minds and they can move stuff with their minds and they can teleport and stuff yeah yeah um, I remember the first episode was like just it was kind of crazy like uh, um, like I remember some kid was getting bullied on the bus and like the the bully picks him up and like he's about to like, or he, he he's he's got him held up like by his collar or like by his arms, and he bumps his head on the top of the bus. The kid just like teleports, disappears, he ends up in the middle of fucking ocean somewhere, you know. And then <laughs> and he's like seeing oh, this this person he was seeing in his dreams, this girl, he was seeing her in his dreams, and then like he sees her out there, and then they they're like telepathically linked to each other, and that was a whole thing, you know, just like because I don't know telepathy and all that kind of stuff. See, I don't. Um, that stuff always intrigued me, you know, with like uh, X Men and all those. You know, I liked, you know, Professor X and Jean Grey a lot. I was a fan of them, you know, just because I don't know mental powers like that. It seems like something that someone can actually could have in real life, you yeah. know, if, if possible. You know, so that, you know, so watching that show definitely like yeah, it was it, it kind of like a like an X Men vibe to it. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, but I think that does it um, for uh, the, I guess, the early to mid-90s there. Um, you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come All back. Right. these messages, we'll be right back. My name is Sydney. I'm an Aussie hunk. Got a wacky snacky, don't just eat your dunk. Cookies on one side, frosting on the other. The creamy taste will drive you wild. Let's have Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos. You don't just eat your Dunkaroos. Frosting's light. Chocolate. Vanilla. Yummy cookies too. Tastes so good with a glass of... Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos cookie and frosting snack. You don't just eat your Dunkaroos. Whatever it is, whatever it was, chocolatey chocolate. What you call it? How's it going? 
I got a couple of things I, I want to talk about still from the right. 90s. Um, we were talking about PBS. And PBS had a pretty big effect on... I, I mean, obviously, if you, you listen to episode 5, when we were talking about you know all the shows that we watched you know, just to kill time on Saturday mornings or whatever, uh, when I became a teenager... It sort of became the same thing, but now on weekend nights, I would watch stuff like like uh, Monty Python that they would show, Blackadder, uh, Mr. Bean, and then the show that really just sort of blew my mind at the time was uh, Red Dwarf. been told I need to just because you know I'm, a fan. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a Monty Python fan too um, and people always say oh you haven't seen Red Dwarf you gotta go back and watch that Red Dwarf and um, yeah Falsy Towers yeah and now Red Dwarf was kind of it, it was a science fiction comedy show about the last man in the universe and uh his hologram friend, his uh, the great great grand cat of his pet cat, became a human. I'm not gonna explain <laughs> the whole thing. Go look it up. It's on it, it's on Netflix. But I mean, the thing about British TV, if you don't know, they'll do a show. Their seasons or se- series, as they they call it, their series will go six episodes yeah. quick. Or you know five episodes and quit and you're done for the season until the next year. Yeah, and and, you know. and and I'm sorry to jump in here real quick, but um, is that now I've been told and I don't know if it's true or not. I've actually not even done my research into that. But is it? You know, in America, obviously you have you know twenty twenty you know thirteen to twenty two episode seasons of shows. You know, mm-hmm. and they, it's because we have you know like huge teams of writers. You know and in the UK, they've only got maybe two or three people probably at the most writing for a particular show. At least, I don't know if that's true or not. I, but I don't know. I'm, right. I'm not sure what what exactly the the basis right. for but it is. What I was getting at is, regardless of the basis, I kind of like that in a way because, or well, one. You know, with some of these shows, which we'll get into a little bit later, you know, hell, I watched, like, two seasons worth of a show, like, you know, in a, in a weekend, you know, one time, or, um, yeah. 
uh, also with their series, you know, they only go maybe two, three at the most, or maybe not the most. I mean, it's for, for a show to go more than four seasons is actually long, you know, by their standards. Yeah. And again, regardless of the basis, I don't know why that is. That could be because there aren't as many writers, but to me, it just seems like they know when to have a beginning, middle, and end, and quit, you know, before it gets old, you know? Yeah, they get in, they yeah, get out, like and American done. Yeah, like American TV, you know, I mean, there are some shows that are just aren't warranted to have so many seasons, and I don't know why people keep, I mean, they wouldn't keep making them if people didn't keep watching them, I just think, <laughs> we just got some, uh, I hate to say it, we got some just, just some mindless people over here just keep watching the same crap because I mean come on there's no reason The Simpsons should should, should, should be on like what's going on 30 seasons right now you know no, you know uh-huh. and there's other shows I can name right now I just don't feel like going through it right now but I mean just it just seems like you know we'll, we'll beat a show we'll, we'll just ride a show until the wheels fall off you know just beat it into the ground you know just outlive this welcome you know with not so much the case with a lot of the Brit shows no, uh-uh. and not the case with, with uh, Red Dwarf. So I would be at, they always showed it on Sunday nights. So I would be up, I think it was on like 10.30 or, or 11. So I would watch, you know, the first, the six episodes, and I didn't know how British TV worked then. So then when I get to that seventh week and I get ready to watch the show, nothing's on. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm looking through the TV guide, and nothing's there. I sat through so much Lawrence Welk <laughs> waiting for fucking, <laughs> fucking Red Dwarf, Dwarf to come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't see how old people watch this. Because <laughs> it, it, it's a bunch of dancing and bubbles and old timey singing. <laughs> But I'd be there. I'd be right there with, with them, just waiting oh for Red God. Dwarf to come on. Then, then the fucker didn't come on. And then, you know, it'd be about a year. And then they'd start him back up again. But I would have missed an episode because I didn't know they were back yet. You know, showing episodes. So, it, it was really fucked up. You know, and then there's... You know, I also started watching... Uh, I watched season I think it was the seventh Doctor on Doctor Who I wasn't really into Doctor Who but it, it was on Sundays at like you know noon so it, that was my sci-fi fix for the I remember seeing some day. of that in fact um, I think you had kind of gone on a gone on a kick at some point because I remember you had stayed over at our place for like a week and uh, they were showing the marathon, and you were like watching like some of these episodes, whatever. I just, you know, I was like, okay, cool, you know, watch whatever you want to watch. It was like uh, uh, the show. I just, it was just over my head, man. I think I was like eleven or twelve, and I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what we're watching. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, I, I don't think I got half the stuff, but it had robots yeah. on it sometimes. So you know, I watched it. That has changed, you know. But I'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's really about it for me for for early British exposure. I know you yeah. had some Oh, I just want to say, for this Doctor Who thing, I just think it's pretty interesting. You know, after what I just said about, you know, the length or how long a show will 
will go on. That show's been on for decades. Well, they they quit for a while. Right, but isn't it that they have different like, um, nine... they have different teams like on each series or each couple of series they switch off writers or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they, they switch doctors and everything mm-hmm. else. And it, it was like ninety four, ninety five, I think, was the last full series until like two thousand five or six when they brought it back. But I'll get wow. into that later. Okay. Well. um... Yeah, another thing, when you said PBS, you started talking about uh, some of this night stuff. You just jogged my mind. I forgot about uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. That was... uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know when that started in the UK, but it came over here, I want to say, like, 92 or 93. And um, my brother, he was, like, what, six, five or six years old at the time. And... um, they didn't just show it wasn't the Thomas show it was like another show called Shining Time Station on uh, on um, PBS and they had this live action show about these uh, these kids who who uh, you know they I think one of them was the nephew or the the son of of, of one of the the managers or something I don't know it was kind of weird but you know standard kids show fair but then they'd have these segments where they show Thomas the Tank Engine cartoons, and they'd be narrated by uh, Ringo Starr. Yeah, yeah. they first. <laughs> and, but then the next <laughs> season, <laughs> George Carlin took his place, which is hilarious. I mean, just <laughs> which just makes me laugh already. Yeah, here, I got it pulled up. I got it pulled up. Ringo Starr was... Uh... UK and US series one and two from nineteen eighty four to eighty six. So this show Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, rewind. Wait a minute. Eighty four to eighty six. So was this were they showing repeats um of that stuff or was this Yeah. Because I don't remember that show coming on until like ninety two or, or No, because it didn't. It it started in the UK first, and then they they brought it over, okay, to the US. They 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 uh, they brought it over in in eighty okay. nine, and and cha- changed the name to Shining Time Station. They even hired Ringo Starr to play right. Mister okay. Conductor okay. to okay. tell the stories, but then he left after his two seasons were up. He left in 91, and that's when George Carlin came over, and he redubbed everything that the British guy after Ringo Starr did. He redubbed all the the, uh, uh, the stories that he did, the Which narration. Is, again, just the idea that this is George Carlin up there <laughs> telling these stories about these fucking trains and stuff. I'm just... Even back then, I already knew some of his bits, and I'm just waiting for him to go and just, you just have a little too much to drink one of these days and be talking about Thomas and Percy or whatever, and then he's like, shit, fuck, piss, cut, cocksuck, motherfucker, and tits. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for it. It never, it never happened, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Something else I'm getting tired of is all this stupid bullshit we have to listen to all the time about children it's all you hear in this country children help the children what about the children save the children you know what i say fuck the children fuck it 
They're getting entirely too much attention. And I know what you're thinking. You say, Jesus, he's not going to attack children, is he? Yes, he is. He's going to attack children. And remember, this is Mr. Conductor talking. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, George. You yeah, did definitely, death George. Sure. You know what? Um, I'm taking a quick. I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a side here. I'm sorry to get off topic, but we're talking about George. I got to bring this up. Um, I was listening to Kevin Smith, uh, one of his shows. Uh, I want to say about a month or two ago, and one of the people in the audience had asked him what it was like to work with George. You know, and he was saying, "Oh, you mm-hmm. know, George is like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a sweetheart. He's one of the." best people he's ever known you know he doesn't have one negative memory about George Carlin you know and he said that uh you know he was just this guy he didn't I mean you, you think you know a, a comedian you know he'd always be trying to be funny and be in the moment all the time he was just naturally just cool and he'd be funny just in conversation just you know but it wasn't like he was trying to force the issue you know and there's a story he, Kevin was talking about where he said they were driving to set one day uh to Dogma and he's in the car with him and he's listening to some music and he's just trying to find something to listen to and he asks George, you know, uh, he's like, hey, uh, you know, what, what kind of music do you like? And then George tells Kevin, you know, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to music anymore. And Kevin's like, really? Well, why not? He's like, ah, uh, Kevin, I've been listening to music for 65 years. It's the same bullshit story every time, you know. This guy loves this girl, this girl loves this guy. Fuck them both. <laughs> <laughs> And then again, this is this is the guy they had on this children's show. This is like this is up there with Willie Dynamite, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, George Carlin, though, yeah, one of the best. Anyway, yeah. So that Rest was uh, Thomas. Yeah, like I said, you when you mentioned PBS, that just clicked into my brain. That's a, that's a Brit. That's British, and that came <laughs> over here. Um, but uh. I guess, well, I want to talk a little bit about, um, about a little bit of the music, I guess, because, okay, if, if you heard episode four, and if you haven't, I strongly suggest it, it's a great episode, one of my favorites, um, we were talking about, uh, well, I was talking about the way I got exposed to rock music, and that was through MTV in the mid-90s when we finally got cable, and the music just kind of grew on me. Where, as I wasn't really much of a listener before, um, and one of those, one of the acts that uh, caught my attention was our uh, Green Day. This is back when uh, Dookie was out. When I think uh, Longview was a song, and you know, bite my lip and close my eyes, take me away to paradise. You know that one. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Basket Case. You know that one. I think that was a big hit. When I come around, uh, one of my favorites. This is Green Day back when they were good. You know, I don't... Uh, it, it, these days, I just can't stand them anymore. Uh, really, I think after that album, and maybe the one after that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they were one of the ones who I was listening to. I was like, okay, this is this is, is kind of cool. I kind of like these guys. Um, but I want to skip even further ahead than that. Um, or excuse me, further along than that. Uh, and that's another point in episode four where I mentioned... Um, you know, a couple of my friends, uh, these guys I was hanging out with, and they were into uh, trip hop music, which ori- originated in uh, Bristol, England. And uh, you know, the first one that really caught my attention that was uh, 
was tricky. You know, my buddy uh, Itai from uh, he was right. he was Israeli. He was a uh, I think he graduated early so he can go be in the army. He wanted to fight in the you know in the army of Israel. He had when you're 18, so uh, he graduated early so he can go back to Israel. Uh, you know, but uh, he was really into tricky. And this is this album I think was from '95, but this is about '98 when I got exposed to it. You know, he loaned me the CD. I dubbed a copy of the tape, you know, because there weren't CD burners back then. Or at least we didn't have one. I don't know if there were not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he loans me a copy of this. I'm listening to it. And it's cool because he said it's kind of like rap. It's kind of, but it's a little bit different, you know. Uh, just try it out. Try it out, man. See what you like. See if you like it, you know. And it, I, I loved it, you know. Just, um, that was called, uh, Maxine K. And, uh, we had a little clip of uh, Hell is Round the Corner from ep- in episode 4. Um, and, yeah, I love that song. And you know what? After that episode, I went on Spotify because I you know, didn't feel like pulling out my CD. I went on Spotify to load it up. And, God damn it, if there's not a 2009 remastered version of the album. So I just I bought this album again because oh, there's, re- there's a remix of Hell is Round the Corner. Uh, from 2009 and it's ah, it's a masterpiece man you know so I had to I went ahead and bought it again so yeah I have <laughs> just for that you know just I wanted it in my collection <laughs> I wanted that much so uh, Tricky definitely and uh, Martina Topley Bird you know they were cool um, I just like the lo-fi sound of it you know it's kind of um I did a little bit of uh, research into that actually after that episode because you know I realized I kind of came unprepared to talk about trip hop, but um, you know what they called it? It was like trip hop is kind of like the bastard child of of, of hip hop, you know, and electronica, you know, and it's it, it's it, it melds them both, but then you don't really have too huge of an influence of either genre on this. I mean, just small elements of it, and it just kind of becomes something else. Uh. So that album, I got got a lot of burn out of that. Uh, that one, the song called "Brand New Your Retro," where he sampled um, he sampled "Bad" by Michael Jackson, and sped it up and just did all kind of wild shit with it. And just if let me tell you something, if I if I were like a, a producer or beat maker of any sort, you know, that's actually the kind of music I would like to make. You know, because I just it, it just yeah. I mean, I love hip hop. You know, that's like like I said, you just it's my first love. It's to this day, I still love it. Um, but just something really just ca- is something just totally imaginative and experimental about the trip hop genre and just that kind of sound that's still even to this day you know I put in some of that shit and just still you know be like wow you know somebody you know so <laughs> that was tricky and then um, the other one was Portishead which I knew of they had a song called Sour Times do you remember that it was uh, uh, that was another one on MTV I think it was one of those remember Buzz Clips <laughs> that was one of them. Yeah, I didn't really dig the song back then. It was a little too, uh, too down tempo and a little. I mean, it's a kind of a sad kind of, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, you know, song, whatever. But mm. you know, again, after I got a tricky, I'm like, what else? What, you know, I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, you know, what else? Who else can I listen to? He put me on the Massive Attack, which is the group that uh, Tricky came out of. He left uh, to go solo, or you know, to work with uh, Martina. But um. Uh, so massive attack, you know their albums from uh, '94 and '98, really good. Uh, but Portishead, now they, ah uh, man, and they had such a, 
they were sampling like this just this is jazz kind of like this this, this it was jazzy but it was kind of soulful and like the singer Beth Gibbons you know she had a voice that just I mean just hits you it's kind of like um you know uh I don't want to compare it to Sade I mean it's not like she's not like the, oh Sade another Brit but uh <laughs> um which hell let me cut away real quick man you know when I was four years old remember my papa had the smooth operator record he I think that's when it first came out and he used to play that thing on just ad nauseum and uh, you know that one <laughs> so uh yeah that's some early on uh again some more British influence there that I didn't really uh know of back then or at least I didn't really know it was where it was from or back then but you know that's one of my favorite artists I have all her music you know so uh yeah Sade yeah. but um oh well I don't want to compare to Sade but um but I guess there's the similarities I think it's just because she doesn't have a particularly strong voice it's kind of a quiet kind of controlled kind of singing voice but it's just hypnotic man it just hits you and so she gets into her stuff you know so like uh that whole album um it's called Dummy and then their follow up with the album which is uh self-titled which came out that year uh 98 also uh I think Dummy I think still like I still I think I still like that one a little more just be, but I mean both of them you know just so <laughs> it's just so hard for me to describe it's just good shit man There's, um I want to cut in a clip from this song right here That song is called Half Day Closing. Um, and that's uh, I, I, what, I, what I love about that. If you're listening in your headphones to the show, you can definitely hear what I'm talking about, where like the drums are just coming out of one coming out of one channel. So you think there's something wrong, but no, nah, that's what they did it on purpose. You know, the drums are only coming out of one side and the rest of the song is everywhere else. So I just it's just just a just a wild effect, you know, and this you know, that stuff they did with this genre, you know, they always kinda were just trying to turn you know, sound and different tech, technical aspects of music just on its side and just fucking with it, you know? So, yeah, that was right, um, yeah. that was the late 90s, you know, when I got into that stuff. And I want to say that's what, um, that's the kind of music that got me, like I said back in episode four, that's the kind of music that made me want to step out of the, ba- step out of the box of just, you know, just hip-hop and jazz all the time. And, and some of the R&B that I was listening to at the time, you know, and just really check out other genres, you know, just because it was just so different, you know, and I just realized, okay, that's when it, that's when it kind of hit me. Yeah. There's so much music out there. Why should I just be listening to these one or two things, you know, there's some, you know, and those are the ones that turn the tides for me. So, um, definitely, you know, that's, uh, big up to England right there. And, uh, my man Itai, if you're listening, if you find your way to this show, uh, big up to you too, because, you know, <laughs> oh man, but, um, yeah, so that was uh, the late 90s. 
and then um, I guess we're going into 2000 right here or 2001 and that's when I discovered uh, LaunchCast Radio which uh, do you remember that? yeah yeah I think it's called Yahoo Music yeah. now or uh, something of the sort I don't even know if yeah, I don't, I don't even know if it's still called that anymore. anymore. But I don't think so. I think they shut Yahoo. Yeah, shut yeah, and this is before Spotify and all this stuff. But that's where you just had, you know, in Pandora. Basically, pre-run. It's a precursor to Pandora, and where you just, you know, you put in some artists that you like, and it would play some of those, and then at random it would play stuff that sounded like it. And so, um, I'd just be going through and just, you know, adding stuff. That's I had like Tricky in there, and then I got. On this, like some acid jazz artists that were from, you know, from England, uh, and then from there, mm-hmm. uh, Bjork, you know, and then, and so I started adding her stuff in there. Not Bjork, obviously she's Icelandic, but you know, just saying, just having those artists in in the in my in my uh, in my uh, queue, you know, led to me finding out about just just broke the doors down and opened the floodgates for all these other art, you know, all this other music that I hadn't really been up on, you know, so, um, you know, like I said, it's Bjork, and yeah. then after that came, uh, you know, Beatles stuff starts showing up, and, I mean, the Beatles have been, uh, Beatles music's been around my entire life, you know, and I just never really gave two shits, until right about then, they're playing stuff off of, um, the Revolver album, and playing stuff off the, the White album, and I think Savoy, Savoy Truffle, that, that one, um, that one struck me, that hit me, and so, then I'm out there on, uh, you know, I'm looking for Beatles music and I just got really into uh, you know their later not not so much the early stuff but definitely their later cat- catalog Abbey Road and the White Album and stuff like that Revolver you know those yeah. those records right there man so uh, yeah that's uh, that's all I had to really say about, about music and I guess this is just you know about from like 2000 to about 2002 where I'm really just starting to kind of dig into that stuff yeah right well, uh, let's take another break, and then we right. will talk about now. All right, see ya. After these messages, we'll be right back. Attention! Your gym teacher escaped from charm school, irons his underwear, watches hygiene films, he says, anyone chewing bubble tape owes me 50 push-ups. The lunch lady wears a hairnet, serves mashed potatoes with an ice cream scoop, what? puts gravy on everything. She says, bubble tape is not part of a well-balanced diet. Bubble tape, it's six feet of bubble gum for you, not them. Nice ball. You've never seen a ball like this. When you won Popple Popple, you let the fun out of the bag. Popple characters come in different sizes and colors. PC and Prize, each sold separately. From Mattel. The big question about new nerd cereal is... Are you Orange flavor on this side. Cherry flavor on this side. Cherry. So, 
Hey, and we're back with Yo. segment three. Segment three, yeah. <laughs> and let's Which, uh, talk about going now. Going to the future. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about right damn now, because I think now is had the biggest influence <laughs> only because yeah. I think I watch more British shows now than I ever have in my life yep, and, same for me yeah, and there's there was a time when I was watching more British shows than I was watching American shows you know mm-hmm. and I gotta say props to Hulu because Hulu's putting a lot of British shows on there you know, like first run shows, they're they're putting them up there, like either the day or the day after they air in the UK. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to get Hulu back. Man. Yeah, because I'm. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, I think it really sort of started off for me in 2002, whenever they brought back Doctor Who. Okay. All right. So I, you know, I heard about. They had started a new Doctor Who, and I was kind of into it when I was a teenager. So I went on the interwebs and found a torrent, <laughs> uh, as as uh, we like to do sometimes. You know, and I I started watching episodes, and I just got you know, sucked into it because it was you know good sci-fi. It, it was. It came out around the time that Lost came out, but it, it was almost better sci-fi than Lost was, you know? Yeah. And then uh, as it went on, you know, because at the time, I didn't have BBC America. You know, I, I had, had to download stuff, but then once uh, we actually started living together for uh, a couple years... We got BBC America, so I was watching, you know, all kinds of shows on there, stuff like, you know, Doctor Who and just British crime shows and stuff like that. You know, I think I remember you. Uh, this is before Netflix streaming; like, you had the DVD plan. I think you were just you had like three or four out at a time. And I think a lot of those were Doctor Who, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, or, or whatever. Some, some yeah. other British show, probably, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Then, fast forward to... Let me get it pulled up here. I don't know who discovered it first, if it was me or if it was you. But started watching this show on Netflix streaming called The It Crowd, or The IT Crowd. You know, here's <laughs> the thing. We might have discovered them around the same time. I just didn't know that the other was watching it. Yeah. And you guys, if you have never seen The It Crowd, go to... It's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Go there right now and watch this show. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> and uh, let me tell you something. I mean, my... My, my sitcom sensibilities, you know, they range, they're all over the place, man. You know, Seinfeld, Kirby Enthusiasm, you know, some of my favorite shows, you know, right up there with, um, you know, from, from that, you know, go to like, uh, you know, to Martin and, 
mm. you know, all kind of stuff that I grew up watching in movies and stuff like that. Um, the Wayans Brothers, which, goddammit, I don't care what you say, I love that show. Oh, fuck the it, Wayans Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't that. a good show. It was great. You just didn't understand. <laughs> okay. It, okay, so, I mean, it, like I said, you know, all over the place, you know, but fucking the IT crowd, when that, when I found out about that show, well, well, before, well, I, 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 I'll circle back around, but when I found out about the IT crowd, I mean, to me, like, after the first first couple episodes, after, you know, after they kind of hooked me and then I really started getting into the show and then started watching all the seasons as they went along, I mean, I've got to say, that's one of the best sitcoms of the last decade, man. Yeah. Like, the best. Yeah. It's, um, it's about the IT department of this, um, uh, I don't even know what kind of company that they are. It's just, uh, <laughs> Renholm Industries, which I, I don't know what they, they do, but the show centers around this IT department. Right. And their new, uh, relationship man- manager who comes in to whip them into shape. And I'm, I don't know how, how to explain, you know, just how quirky and weird the show is, but I mean, it's, you get genuine belly laughs from this. You know, <laughs> and um, if you know anything about computers or IT or oh, yeah. about about just just call centers, it period. I think it's it's kind of like the way Clerks, the old Kevin Smith movie, or to mention Kevin Smith again, the way that movie can you know anybody who's ever worked in retail or customer service can relate to Clerks. Anybody who's had to deal with people like on this level, like you can see the, where the frustration comes from with IT crowd, especially like some. I mean, uh, 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 well, before I, well, let me say that I mean the show's only it, it's about that, but it's only loosely mm-hmm. about that. Kind of like the way the league isn't so much about fantasy football anymore as it is about them, you know, <laughs> getting doing <laughs> fucked up shit, you know, <laughs> you know. But I mean, when you some of these phone calls, I mean, it's like. I, I was I, I put my father on this. My father is really into uh, he's been into Britcoms. I mean, you take him all the, you can take him all the way back to Benny Hill and. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about Benny Hill. <laughs> Were you a Benny Hill fan? I don't. My brother I was, and I I, I watch it with him sometimes. Okay. Oh gee, how could I forget Yakky Sax? <laughs> uh, you can't forget Yakky Sax. You know what? In <laughs> fact, I. <laughs> they were okay to, to cut away again. Jeez. There's so many tangents. Um, there was a guy, one of my, at, you know, my weekend job, who, you know, he and I argue about sports a lot, uh, particularly ba- basketball. You know, he's a goddamn Lakers fan. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, when he starts, he's going his little, his little rants about Kobe Bryant and, you know, the Lakers and blah, blah, blah or whatever. I just, like, told him one day, he said, I said, you know, how come every time I... It, <laughs> Every time you open your mouth, all I can hear is the Benny Hill song. <laughs> you know what I was talking about? Until I pull up the YouTube on my phone and just played the song for him. He's like, "Oh, that's fucked up, John." <laughs> and so it got to a point where he would start talking. I just. But yeah, man, you know my pops was really into um, Benny Hill and Are You Being Served and just uh, 
you know, all the you know, old school Britcoms all the way. I watched that, but are you being served too? I should watch that. I don't think I ever watched that. But, you know, he was he, you know, Monty Python. He's big on those. Um, I want to say I got it from him, except he never really taught me this stuff. He just, I just always knew he watched this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just kind of because it just kind of runs in the family. But um, uh, anyway, um. I for Christmas, you know, me and my brother for um, I think I bought him two volumes, and my brother bought the other two of uh, the IT crowd for him. And my pops has worked with uh, you know, in data centers and IT and IS departments with uh, <laughs> really, really since the '80s, you know. And so when it first came on the the very beginning, when Roy is going through the whole uh, when he when he first hears you try turning it off and on again, and then you <laughs> go get frustrated with the person on the phone. My dad just cracks up laughing. He's like, yeah, that's usually what the problem is, like, 90% of the time. <laughs> you know? But, uh... Anyway, finish your thought, man. I'm sorry I had to jump in there. No, I was just gonna say that, um... I mean, you, you pretty much explained it. I mean, the best way to sort of explain these British shows is to... compare it to an American show, but at the same time, it's not like the show that we're... So it, it's different. It's different level, you know. Right. Yeah. But um, I mean, I don't think you will recognize really anyone in the show except for the guy that plays Roy, who's the normal one of the the IT department. It's played by Chris O'Dowd. You've probably seen him. He was the Irish cop in Bridesmaids. Yeah, um, it's been a few things over here. Yeah, he he's done a lot over here. Um, uh, if anybody recently. was if anybody was uh, suckered into watching that that Neighborhood Watch movie, uh, then you guys have seen um, the guy who plays Moss, Richard Ayode. Ayode, how do you say or his name? I wasn't A A O A O D. I'm sorry, Morris Moss. Yeah, <laughs> Mor- Morris Moss is the greatest sitcom character ever. Uh, <laughs> I I definitely put him up there. Yeah, and actually in uh, where is it? In two thousand, see the show started in two thousand six. Okay. And actually in oh, where is it? I just had it. Yeah, um, NBC almost picked the show up in two thousand seven. Oh yeah. And they. I- they were gonna have, yeah. They they were hoping to have sort of office gold, you know, because because the office was a British show. If you don't know, yeah. You know, but I, then they brought it over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were gonna do the same with the It crowd, but uh, they're gonna have all new cast except for Moss. They were gonna have Aode come over from from Britain to be Moss because you can't have anyone else be Moss. Yeah. I just, yeah, Honestly. It just wouldn't work. But then they they filmed the pilot and they actually got Joel McHale from The Soup. He was going to be Roy. Uh, I don't think it was very good. It looks like in 2012 the pilot was leaked online. Hey, I'm going to have to be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it, just see how bad it was. Maybe we need to make a YouTube video of it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I remember reading that too, and I, I heard that I was like, "Oh, don't, they've actually tried a couple times to do a pilot, and it's bombed every time." Yeah, I was like, "Don't fuck with it." Look, 
I mean, uh, you bring up the office. Um, personally, I see, and, and I was gonna say this is what I was talking about circling back around to, because the way I found out about the IT crowd was because it's from the same creator of the office in um, in England, and I, you know, I know I'm in the minority here. But folks, I don't like The Office. Not, not the American version anyway. Steve Carell and all them. I don't like that show. I just never really could get into it. The Ricky Gervais version though. In, from the original version from the UK. I fucking love that one. Yeah. I love it, you know. And again, you know, another example of a show. You know, the way America beats a show to the ground. You know, Office should have ended a long time ago. They let yeah. it get, go to shit, you know. Which, whereas... You know, in the UK, guess what? Two seasons, a few special episodes here, and done. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked the American Office for the first probably two, maybe three seasons, then I was done. Yeah. You know, but yeah, the, the IT crowd did, did it right. They did four seasons with six episodes each. I think it was six, maybe it was more. Yeah, six episodes each. Yeah. And they are going to actually get and have a feature-length special come out on TV at the end of this year. Oh, is it just a feature-length special? It's not a season? Yeah. No, uh -uh. it's okay. just going to be a TV movie, basically. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. Again, but... they know how to do it over there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If if you've ever wor worked in IT or had to deal with computers, watch this show. It's fun. Yeah, and even if you uh, haven't, you watch it anyway. It's just it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Because like I said, if you think about how the league isn't so much about fantasy football these days as it is about just you know the crew in the, in the hijinks. You know that's kind of like what the IT crowd is. You know, mm -hmm. you still have that stuff peppered in there, but it's more about the three of them just just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ah oh, man, I still think my favorite episode is the one when they went to that gay musical. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm disabled. <laughs> oh, oh man, if you got I hope I hope some of our uh, UK some of our UK followers and listeners, you know, they know what we're talking about, you know. Tell these people what's up, man. <laughs> but uh okay. Oh, oh go man. ahead, go ahead. I um just want to say I did find the uh, US pilot for the IT crowd is actually on YouTube so you can just type in the IT crowd US pilot episode and it'll pop up I know what I'm seeing I know what I'm watching as soon as this is over yeah <laughs> and we're gonna post some some clips from all of these shows that we're watching oh, of course uh, got to on on our uh, page and uh, but I mean uh, the next one that you folks really should be watching. Uh, again, this one I don't think it's on Hulu. I know it's on. Oh wait a minute! Netflix. I, I think I know where you're going. Oh no, I don't. No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say is a show called The Inbetweeners. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, you probably have heard of this because they had it on MTV for a season and canceled it. Yeah. I have not... Watch the original British version. Now, see, you 
you watched it. I I never saw one episode of it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. What do you think? The episode I saw of the U.S. version, it mashed together two of the British version episodes into one, and it kind of worked. Okay. You know, it it wasn't terrible, but at the same time, it it's just not the same. And see, here was my problem with it, because to me, the in-betweeners was sort of like, sort of like, sort of like an English version of American Pie. Yeah, that, that's actually exactly how I described it to you when I told you to watch yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay, I remember that. Because, matter of fact, this is the chronology. Uh, I don't remember how I found out about the UK office, but I watched it, loved it. I found out about IT Crowd because of the, it's the same creator from the office. And I watched it. Found out you were watching it, so you and I were talking back and forth about that. And then you said, hey... Here's another Britcom for you, the in-betweeners. And that was how that that was how I found out about that show. And that was why I think I knocked out I knocked out all, I think more than half the season, like I think in one afternoon before work, I just got so <laughs> I just kept watching. But uh Yeah, okay, but yeah, he described that's exactly how you say it. It's, it's kinda like American Pie, you know. But so you have that show and then you bring it back over to the States. Well, we already have American Pie. We already had it, mm-hmm. so I just didn't get what you know. I, I I just didn't get the point, you know. And plus, it's on MTV, and MTV just sucks the life. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why Skins didn't work. Skin. Oh, that was another one too. And I, you know, that's a British show that that they brought over. Yeah, and I wasn't a big fan of uh, Skins myself, but yeah, I remember that. That was. Uh, yeah. I think that was. They tried that one, and then they went to Inbetweeners and screwed it up too. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh, what was I going to say? In-betweeners. Um, ah, shit. Ah, I lost my train of thought, man. But, uh, there was something else, too. Um, oh, oh, what I was going to say, uh, Shameless on Showtime. Have you ever seen that? No. I haven't either, but that's, a, that's, you know, that's an adaptation from a Brit show, too. And I, I haven't seen either yeah. one. I don't know. I know. I know that, that that one's also both on on Netflix and, and on Hulu. Alright. I ha- haven't seen either version though, so I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know, just sometimes just, just the... I think it just kind of loses some of the charm that, you know, made these shows good. I know, I understand that not everybody is like us, or not everybody's in a grid conference, so maybe they didn't see the stuff before, and so they don't have the same connection that we did when we see the stuff come over, but... I don't know. Every time I see some, every time I hear that you know the, the U.S. is going to, um, you know, going to adapt something that came from England, I always get, I always kind of groan to myself like, uh, mm-hmm. man, how bad is it gonna be? You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the thing I thought was funny um, with the in betweeners, they kept all the names the same, which you know I guess that's fine, but except the name Simon, like, that's kind of. That, that, I don't know. I don't really know too many people in America named Simon anymore. That's kind of that's that's kind of British. Yeah, it you is. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was funny they kept that name in there. They, you know, but then in other shows they change all the names. You know, like uh, like in the Office. Yeah, yeah. Now the in betweeners also. It's only three seasons, with six episodes each. Mm-hmm. They put out a movie in. That movie came out. Uh, 
last year, wasn't it? Or or last year or the year uh, before? It came out in 2011. Okay. In Britain, it came out here in 2012. Okay. But it was unsuccessful in U.S. Uh, U.S. theaters, but well, of course it is because because no one has any basis, right? Of exactly, <laughs> whatever to watch. It was because in betweeners, it was tying up what happened in the series, you know. So if you don't have yeah. the series, how the hell are you supposed to make any sense of what just happened? I mean, I guess you could, but I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Right. It it was a great kind of bookend to the series, even though they just announced that. Uh, that there's going to be another movie. Yeah, and you know what? The Inbetweeners 2 is supposed to come out. I'm excited. I'm excited. Next year. I'm, I'm fine with that. Problem is. No, yeah, I am too. Yeah, the problem is, since it did so badly over here, I wonder if we're going to be able to get it. There's the internet. Well, yeah, yeah, that I don't. I, I, just. If I have fifth. <laughs> but, I'm just saying that. That there are ways. Yeah, there are ways. There are ways, and and either Netflix or Hulu will bring it over because, especially Hulu, they are really pushing the British shows hard. I'm definitely gonna have to get Hulu. I mean, they they've got a whole section of British shows. Like I'm watching this one about a kitchen in a in a restaurant called White's. Okay. And it's actually got. Uh, Get her real name, but she's Jen in the It Crowd. She's actually on. Oh, you know what? On this, that's cool. You know why? Because I I was just thinking about her actually when they um, you know, whatever happened to think about the IT crowd or it, is it the IT crowd or is it the It Crowd? I've always called it IT. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it goes either way. I, don't know. I guess maybe it's a play, or you know, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Someone, hey, one of some of our UK people, man, hit us up. Let us know what it what it is, or if it is, if it is either way, or if it is one way or the other. Let us know. But, uh, yeah, and don't hate us if we got something wrong, please. Yeah, we're stupid Americans, but we love your country. We love your stuff. <laughs> yes, and your beer. You know what? Hey, <laughs> let me let, let me cut away real quick, cause um, you know what? I I thought it was funny. Well, first of all, you know, yes, you know, being Americans, you know, people it, people especially from from Europe, they assume that we all drink, you know. You know, lagers, particularly Budweiser. Guess what? I live in St. Louis. I can't stand this stuff. I think it's piss. You know, I am a beer drinker, and you know, I one of my go-to's is Newcastle. In fact, I had a Newcastle. Uh, I should have had one right now in honor of this episode, but I had one just the other day. Um, one of my favorites though was a uh, Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Oh yes. Which, yeah, we sell that. Um, actually, well, in bottles, but uh, one of the best ways. I, at this, there's this place called uh, Flying Saucer, which uh, we have one here, and then I, I, but I went to one in Austin, Texas, and they serve that shit on a nitro tap, and it is heaven in a fucking bottle. Oh, it's like chocolate milk oh going God. down. Oh, it's so good. Right, so big up to you guys on that. You know, I also think um, uh, it's pretty interesting. Okay, because you know I uh done some research, you know, into my into my roots or whatever. You know, watch my father has, you know, on my father's side. You know, there's a lot of um. Well, we've got uh, we're we've got uh, East African, but also um, there's a Seminole, and there's even some uh, Irish in there. And you know, actually, actually, that's actually pretty re- readily apparent if you look at some of my um, some of my older family members. You know, my papa, 
um, who passed away. But, you know, all his siblings, you know, my Uncle Marion, who's uh, the piano man, like I told you guys in episode four, you know, they all have uh, green eyes, you know, and uh, my sister and my aunt, they all have kind of reddish tints to the hair. You can see that kind of where that comes from. But uh, my mother recently <laughs> traced uh, <laughs> ancestry back and uh, it's a uh, West African and also uh, British in there. A large chunk is British. Actually. Yeah. And, you know, well, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that has something to do with why we love, why we love these, uh, <laughs> these, these comedies. <laughs> so much but then also it definitely uh, at least with me in particular you know English and Irish well that explains uh, the appreciation and tolerance of beer <laughs> amen to that uh, yeah but um uh, oh, oh yeah but anyway Jen yeah I was thinking about her when they announced um, that they were coming back to the IT crowd because you know we saw that you know over in America here in America um you know, Roy's been in a lot of stuff, Chris O'Dowd. Um, Moss has been in a few things. Um, I haven't seen Jen in anything, though. So you said she's in this White show, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, Chris O'Dowd's got a, a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, it seems like actors in Britain, they work nonstop. It's not like the actors here, where you're either a TV actor or a movie actor. And if you're a movie actor and you do TV, all of a sudden it's the biggest thing in the news. Like, oh my god, he's doing doing a TV show now. Yeah. But it seems like over there, everyone does TV, movies. It's not a big thing. You know, a, a job is a job and they do it. Well, that's that's interesting, you know, cultural difference there. because And, and it's actually funny how that's changed, too, because, you know, it used to be you were an actor. You know, you, you might have done some theater, some stage, and then you did... You know, you got the TV in hopes of breaking into the movies. And nowadays, you know, you might, you know, kind of works the same way. But then also, but, but then nowadays you have movie stars who actually want to get on TV shows. They want to have TV, yeah. you know. So it's, you know, we're in a golden age of uh, television right now. Where, whereas before it used to be like, you know, TV was a dumb entertainment and movies were the, you know, that was where you got the high art, you know, the artistic stuff you know now it's the other way around movies are kind of, movies are kind of like the dumb entertainment in tv is where you get all the you know the, the, the good character development and you know yeah the, you know the edgier and just people taking chances and just you know the good writing and all that kind of stuff you know so um so yeah you know right. when a movie are you know when a movie uh actor does tv you know it used to be all uh, his career is going downhill but nowadays it's like oh you know he's gonna be on his TV show and it's gonna be great and you know cause he's gonna do well like, you know it's just I don't know it's interesting to me yeah and while I'm thinking about it Chris O'Dowd is also in another show that I just started watching called Moon Boy oh my god it's so funny dude uh, is this on Hulu god yes. damn it man okay I'm gonna have to get it's on, on I'm I sorry to get on Hulu man you, cause you just put me on all it's this on, stuff it's on Hulu cause all this, stuff. this one Chris O'Dowd plays an imaginary friend to this this loser of a kid who gets beat beat up in, in school all the time and stuff and oh I just just belly laughs and tears it's so funny <laughs> wait a minute wait so, a yeah. minute <laughs> I just kind of I think I just I just I just drew the connection to like why it's called Moon Boy well no because his last name is oh Moon. okay okay his name is Martin I Moon. thought okay. 
What? What? You nah, mean? I just thought you know, just something like I don't know. He's like, you he talking about being a nerd or something like that. I just thought it just had something, you know. Just something. Oh no, he. Yeah, no, he's kind of a simple kid. He gets picked on a lot. And he's got an imaginary friend played by Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> but uh, I think the last one that we kind of want to touch on before we get out of here is a show. It's another sci-fi show. It is on Hulu Plus. Oh, yeah. Only so far. Now, if you like... If you liked the first season of Heroes, you'll like this show. Yeah. Because it is like that first season of Heroes, but it's a little bit grittier. It's funny as hell. And it is The Misfits. You introduced me to that one too. <laughs> yeah, because I heard, heard about it on a message board or something I, I was on, and so I I checked it out and fucking shit. It it's uh run five seasons now. Has it been five? Man, I, it seems like it's four, and they're supposed to be doing a fifth, though they don't have a any kind of release date. But it's about these. Six kids. I think it started out as teenagers. I think it started out as five or maybe it was six. I don't know. I think it started out with five. But yeah, but they uh, they're all in this mysterious. They, well, they're they're all uh, on probation, right? And are are doing community service, and they're outside during this uh, this uh, electrical storm. And it gives them all superpowers. Yeah, and because they're and well, it, they're just just go ahead. What are you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say it's um, it's like heroes because it's a bunch of people that get these powers and they don't necessarily want to run around in capes and save the day. They still want to be regular, you know, young adults, fucking and drinking and smoking and. <laughs> whatever but you know they just happen to have these powers yeah but also on top of that you know whereas heroes I mean yeah they were like normal people and you know there was always like you know it, it, if you ever seen that show you always knew that there was something coming along and eventually people would band together and do something you know mm-hmm. with these kids you know see be, you know we just told you they're on community service they're they're um uh I guess they call it ASBO over there, which I don't even, I don't know what that means. Again, UK people, man, tell me, tell us what ASBO means. But uh, it's um, you know, they're they're delinquents, you know, so they're really not making the best use of these powers either. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. So they're really, 
and then on top of that, they don't really fight any crime, or at least not, <laughs> not, not, not the way you would think that superheroes would. You know, a lot of stuff just ha- kind of happens. No, they kind of fall into things. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, so uh, it's 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 like it's, it's the antiheroes, really. Is <laughs> it's kind of what kind of what? Yeah, it is. yeah, because most of the time they're trying to protect themselves rather than try to save right, somebody. Right. You know, and let's see. Yeah, it's uh, run four seasons now. First season had six episodes. Second season had seven episodes. Season three and four, and the upcoming five will have eight. And it's a forty-minute show, yeah. so it it'll take you a couple of days to get through it. Not like the other shows; they're only like twenty minutes. But uh, I mean, this show it's pretty gritty <laughs> I mean for a te- I, I mean compared to US shows oh European shows just have more they're, they're not so uptight with like language and violence and stuff I mean not to say, say this show is gory or anything but you know they they get beat up a lot there's there's blood you see blood you see you see tits sometimes yeah, you know and it's it, again cultural differences you know America you know it was founded by Puritans and people still want to act like that's what America is today and you know and so like with the TV and you know everything they try to you know they, they shy away from that kind of stuff you know they shy away from all the stuff they do it all the stuff happens everybody has sex there's violence everywhere but they you know they shy away from this stuff on TV they won't show it whereas in England it's just like fuck it you know or you know Europe and you know Asia yeah. it's just like Psh. you know put it up there yeah, and um, I mean, I don't think you would know any of these actors except for one of them is on Game of Thrones now. Really? Who's that? Uh, the guy, the guy that plays Simon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember on, his name, but yeah, yeah, he Game sure is. I forgot about that. But uh, I mean, I I don't know what more to say about the show other than. It's a really good show. It's a really good show. It's 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 kind of sci-fi. It's kind of comedy. It's kind of um a little bit of, yeah, a little bit I mean, a little bit of uh teen um a little bit of well not so much teen but you know just kind of like it kind of has that kind of feel to it a little bit sometimes. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of got kind a skin to yeah, yeah, the vibe. Yeah, there's some there's some sex. There's some there's some violence, but. I mean, it's just a really well-written show. Yeah, although I want to... fourth season kind of took fourth season, I liked it, but it just kind of... It really got away from... I, I want for this next season... I want the sci-fi back, you know. They did the fourth season, as much as I liked, you know, the comedic elements of it, the sci-fi was gone, you know. It was all just them just screwing around and just kind of, you know, yeah. a little more of the teen, teen drama vibe, you know. Um very good but you know and also you know some of the plot points from the first few seasons kind of got lost and I'm wondering if that's intentional or if they just written themselves into a corner and just kind of just dropped them you know I don't know and one of the things that is cool is when this electrical storm happens there's no big like overarching thing about why it happened or or who's tracing right. it or anything. I mean, they they will 
run into other people who got powers during the, the storm, but no one ever really explained right. it. And I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, and I like. Yeah, it. although, although I, I, in the back of my mind, I still kind of want to know what the hell that storm was about. You know, <laughs> why it came from flowers. But well, yeah. At the same time, you know, like I, what do we say like what? How? What? It's five or four seasons already. We haven't mm-hmm. learned about it, and you know, it hasn't. I mean, I still keep watching the show, and it's not like I'm disappointed. You know, so no, and and not only do the characters sort of change as the the seasons go on, some leave, new ones mm-hmm. come in, but actually at at uh, between season one and two, there's a power shift. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's a spoiler. Sorry, but they you know the powers change around yeah. too, so you get to see them cope with. You know, something brand new. Yeah, so um, definitely, I would say of all the shows that we talked about today, definitely check that one out. And if you like any of that, go back and try some of the others. But um, I can't, I, I can't the recommend comedies, yeah. Misfits and IT Crowd enough. They're great shows. Hmm. Me neither. And, and the Inbetweeners. Inbetweeners, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but definitely go on on Hulu Plus. You can get a week trial. You, you can get two week trials some places. You can even pull a month. If you type in the right... Yeah. Go, go in there and check these shows out because they're they're great. They're funny. They're... Uh, they're everything. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a nice uh, welcome change from like some of the some of the stuff you've seen in American sitcoms today just kind of shakes things up. Um, a couple I forgot to mention, which I'll just go over real quick, is um, Coupling, which I really like that show. It's like, to me, it's like, it's like the show Friends, if it if it was funny. Yeah, they, they brought over here on NBC. And it's yeah, over. but it is on Netflix and probably Hulu too, you know, great show, check it out. Um, another one, we, we keep seeing the name Simon. How the hell did I forget about Simon? Oh. <laughs> Hello, my name is Simon. <laughs> and he drew like the chalk drawings, and uh, that was that that was back in the uh, in the pinwheel days too. That was a short on pinwheel, so to bring it all the way back to the beginning. And uh, I want to say, is that what is that what Mike Myers was doing? Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about that. People, I see people quote that all the time, and I didn't know that because I'm not a big, I'm not a, I, I never really liked Saturday Night Live this, my whole life. Just never really liked that. I know you were into that for a while. Um, I was never really big on Saturday Night Live, so I didn't know about this character. When people bring it up, I'm thinking they're remembering back with me, like, oh yeah, old going old school, you know. I'm thinking they're talking about Simon and the chalk drawings, the, the actual cartoon, you know. But mm-hmm. and they think that I'm talking about the Saturday Night Live thing like yeah old school remember and then when we start talking we're like wait a minute what ah <laughs> 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 oh, man uh, yeah uh, another show while we were talking about Simon another show you can check out on uh, Netflix is uh, Spaced if you like Simon Pegg <laughs> another Simon from, yeah Simon Pegg uh, actor he, he's Scotty in the new Star Trek movies uh, he's in you know he, he's Sean from Shaun of the Dead uh, and what was the new movie just came out uh, The World's End or whatever oh okay he's is, that at, what, is that what it's called do you, do you know who I'm talking about 
or at the world's okay. end or something like that. Yeah. And and hot fuzz, you know that. Yeah, yeah, no Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah, he's got a he had had a show on there called Spaced. Check that one out. That's All a cool right. show too. So I guess we are winding down for our British invasion. I hope you guys check some of some of these uh, shows yeah, out at least. And again, I, well, I can't say enough, man. You know, our, uh, we we got quite a few UK um, listeners. You guys, um, if you're listening to this show, um, write us back. You know, tweet at us. Um, let us know if we got anything wrong or if there's, you know, any supplemental info that we might need because, you know, I'm pretty sure we messed some things up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, put us on, man, you know, because, you know, hey, we love these shows and, uh, you know, you, you, you probably know better than we do. Yeah, and as per usual, we started rambling, so check our yeah. after blog for <laughs> corrections and stuff we forgot. Yeah. And uh, the music that you are hearing underneath here and our end theme is actually from a British chap hop <laughs> rapper. Um, I discovered him this year because, of course, I am a fan of uh, Random, aka Megaran, and he just did a British tour over there and was opening for Professor Elemental. Hell yeah. So that. That is the the music you, you hear in the background, and we're going to close the show with one of his songs, which I think is appropriate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, be sure to check us out uh, on our Tumblr page at deathcakespod.tumblr.com. Yes, Get us on Twitter. We are at deathcakespod, and you can talk to me, um, tweet at me directly. I'm at Ilroxki. And uh, just a few quick shout-outs real quick. You know, once again, the guys at uh, at the Super Rad, you know, love these guys. Show um, Game Grips on, on uh, their YouTube channel. Check those out. Um, also, some shout-outs to uh, RetroCore, R-E-T-R-O-C-O-R-P-S, and uh, Retro Joe, that's R-E-T-0-J-O-E, um, both from the U.K., you know, both been following and uh, checking us out for a while, you know. Um, a lot of our followers, uh, at least from the gaming sector, you know, actually came through, you know, just on a, you know, kind of as a chain, you know, on a chain, you know, coming from these guys, you know, so a lot of props go out to you guys, man, definitely. Yeah, and uh, you know what, I'm going to throw mine out here too, what the hell, it's mostly retweets <laughs> from other people, but you can find me personally at... Uh, Jru seventy eight. That's J A Y R U seventy. There it is. You know, I was I was hoping on one of these days we'll finally put it out there, man. So there it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and and speaking to our gamer fan, fans out there on Twitter, we will get back to gaming. Don't leave us. Don't leave us because we do everything. We do movies. Right, we do right. music. We're, we're we'll yeah, be back we're, to games. You know, we're retro everything. You know, just just looking back on some of our memories and whatnot. You know, we're. We're not that kind of podcast where we just want to talk, you know, we, we'll do gaming, but, you know, we aren't a gaming show. You know, in fact, a lot of great shows out there, I'm sure you guys are following right now, you know, but you go to those guys. We don't talk about a little bit of everything, come to us. Yeah, that's right. Um, you can also hit us up on Facebook. You know, more people should check us out on Facebook. You know, we put some stuff up there, too. It's um, Facebook.com slash DeathCakesPodcast. Exactly. Like <laughs> DeathCakesPodcast. Yes, all one word. Sorry about that. 
Yeah. And then we also have um, an Instagram site, which is, uh, well, Instagram.com slash DeathCakesPod. Um, working on getting some more pictures up there. You know, honestly, I... <laughs> Uh, of all of our social media, I think that one I've kind of that was kind of hard to keep up with just because I just don't take that damn many pictures, and we want to use it to just kind of you know for things that are kind of um, you know that fit in with our subject matter too. So it's not like I see a lot of that every day. So no, yeah, and and we'll put weird pictures of stuff we see up there, but by the time I get my phone out and get the camera going, just <laughs> shit. Here. It, yeah, the don't worry, it'll be back, man. It'll be back. Um, oh, and the YouTube. You know, we posted a, a video on YouTube. I'm sure we'll add more up there one of these days. Yeah, our yeah, first commentary. From, uh, Jimmy Five from the, the uh, episode five of Sesame Street. You know, go ahead and check that out if you haven't seen it before. And we are uh, youtubecom slash Pod. Is that right? All right. Yeah. So I guess it's gonna do it, isn't it? Alright, yeah, stay tuned for episode 6 when we're going back to the movies, folks. Alright, we'll see you on the other side. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Ah, look at that, Jeffrey. Another fine day shining down on God's sweet Britain. Land of crumble and lemon curd and opportunity. God, I love it. I begin every sentence with an apology. Sorry that's the case, that's just British policy. Probably the case with everything in honesty. I use ten words when two would do honestly. I'm British. And that makes me unique. At least I think so when I hear you speak. See, we used to have an empire, but we got a little cocky. Like, ha-ha, Johnny Foreigner, I'd like to see you stop me. And sure enough, we rhubarb crumbled. Now in every town, all the drunk teens stumble. I'm rather glad, really, it made us more humble. Come and ask me where I'm from, dear boy, I won't mumble. I'm British. I don't want to be fantastic, just adequate. And if I'm nice, it's probably sarcastic. Ridiculously cynical, that's what we're like. If you can't take a joke, get on your bike. I'm British. Like a clotted cream tea, apologetic Morris Dancer, then you must mean me. I'm British. Like the wickets in cricket, like crikey, blimey, nice one, wicked. I'm British. As a fat dame in a panto, like Woodhouse, Orwell, Wells and Poe. So if you're down with the Brits, then make some noise. But if you'd rather not, that's fine. We're ever so nice to our pets, and we know not to work too hard. We're inventive, accepting, eccentric, and yes, I suppose we're a bit bizarre. But if you delight in celebrities taken down just because of the way they live, or you can feel bleak joy in a seaside town as the rain pours down on your chips, or you can drink ten pints of Adnams without ever breaking your stride, or repress your emotions and passions and bury them deep inside. Then I've kept a room in a cramped B&B with a TV that only shows BBC Two, and I have the keys right here. I've been keeping them just for you. I'm British. As Williams, James, Hattie Jakes, school dinners, roast dinners, massive cakes. I'm British. As a chimney sweep, chim chim tree, or a professor in a pith accompanied by chimpanzees. So if you're down with the Brits, then put your hands in the air. But if you'd rather not, that's fine, actually. I mean, I, I don't want to cause too much of a fuss. But at this point, I'd just like to take a moment to apologise on behalf of Britain for all the things that we've brought to the world. Simon Cowell, for example, and uh, Jim Davidson, fox hunting, um, black 
pudding, racism. But most of all, we're so terribly, terribly sorry about Piers Morgan. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this.